an experiment. Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Commencing Garage Logic segment number one. What did somebody just say? It's uh, 40 degrees, sir. Farty? <laughs> I knew. Farty. It's Farty. Did you see the number of arrests for St. Patrick's Day? Oh. Mother. Yeah, what what would be... I'm 375? Trying to, I'm trying to think of what number it's I would expect. 200 more than last year. I know there's going to be arrests, but I'm trying to... I, I played that game in my head. What would a normal arrest amount be? I think it's because it also fell on a Saturday. What what would a normal arrest? What do you mean? I mean in my uh, if I saw fifty there, would I say, okay, that's that's a normal, you know, three hundred and what was it, seventy six, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, that's high. That Man. I would guess high there. Mick called from the bar. You forgot your wheelchair. Hey hey, we're Sp- done for a year now. Speaking of that, Rook, I haven't shown you yet, but on the GL page, yeah, fifteen hundred ESPN dot com, I showed the mayor. It's a uh, a street car. Cam, is this on the GL site? Yeah, yeah, this is fantastic. It's uh, do we know what country? I I think it's Germany. Well, they they wouldn't celebrate St. Patrick's Day in Germany. Come on, do they? I guess they do. I don't know. It's the fellas that are trying to get home after the bar. Oh yeah, and they're trying to walk up an icy hill. Oh, ain't uh, ain't going so well. I will. uh, It's terribly reminiscent of the story that Rick mm. from Harlingen, Texas, told on Friday. Yeah. Oh really? Oh, these guys can't get up. Okay, yeah. <laughs> one the guy, one guy crawled home and, and forgot. Then he his... slipped all the way back down the <laughs> yeah. street. Just goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a wonderful that one's thing. It's going to take him a while. I mm-hmm. think. My Loyolas are alive. How about that? Well, it's unfair. They got a ninety-eight-year-old nun with a direct pipeline. Right. It's a fantastic story. Uh, my Xavier's are done. <clears throat> Who else is done? Uh, all I know is that I'm leading. Tied for, I believe, for second place with Reavers for the 1500 ESPN Pro Pick'em Challenge. How in God's name am I tied for the lead? I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, though. This is... Who do you have to win it, Reavers? I have Villanova beating... I forgot if I had them. But I've already lost two of my final... Not that anybody Who do you cares. have, Rook, to win it? I don't remember. That's okay. why I have to look it up. Thank you. I think it was... Um, I, had Mich- I had Purdue, maybe. Purdue or Michigan? The Wild had a nice Western swing, didn't they? Woo! Now they're home tonight facing the King. Rook and I will be there. Um, I ran into someone. Is, there, is it for an event? Yeah, or? we're hosting the suite for the Courage Kenny auction. Oh, really? You want to go tonight? Uh, well, I don't know. You got a press pass. You can wander on I'll in and to, leave when I'll, you want. I'll have to consult you. Um, I ran into someone who was at the Wild Game in Las Vegas. Oh, man. And this gentleman said it was... It was like a Minnesota Wild home game. You could hear it in the broadcast. Every time they scored, yeah. the place went nuts. Said half the half the uh, the attendees had wild garbage. That's cool. As much as I don't like it, it offends me to have professional sports in Las Vegas. Yes, with the exception, I guess, of a boxing match. Yeah. Uh, despite that, that's probably the best <clears throat> place for any owner of any team to have a team. Because you're gonna, they're they're gonna. You'll never have to worry about who's gonna buy your tickets ever. 
Yeah, that's true. Imagine what's going to happen when the Raiders have their. their it's just going to be. <laughs> a, a, yeah, I, it, words fail me. Oh my God. When, when will that be? By the way, uh, is it? Not next year. Well, they might be moving, but the stadium I don't believe will be done until 2020. Are they building a dome stadium? Uh, that I, I should look that up. That's a fact-based show. By the way, Reavers and I are both uh, leading wow. the 1500 ESPN Bracket Challenge at 44 points. Hmm. And I'm going to look exactly, see who I have uh, winning. Josh writes, I don't believe this has been covered before, but I could be wrong. You have a saying about fighting the bear for getting through winter, and I think we need to know when that officially stops. Does fighting the bear end on the opener, or do you consider the end of winter as a 21st-year to be the end of fighting the bear? Thank you. Good question. To me, fighting the bear means I'm I'm drawn to eating a candy bar. Mm-hmm. And, and my answer to Josh is I only fight the bear November and December. Yeah, before the hibernation period. Well, it, it's coinc- it coincides with darkness, mm-hmm. uh, the need to hibernate or get calories or whatever. I don't know what the f- physiological motivation is behind it, but I, I, you couldn't give me an M and M's peanut uh, bag of M and M's peanuts in July. I would, I would laugh at you. I'd say I would, no. I would ask you to give that bag to me instead of Joe. Right, I would, but in November or December, I have to fight it. I have to. It's fighting the bear. Fighting the bear. And it, to me, it's coinciding with darkness. Mm. And then I guess as a 21st-er, I do consider the start of uh, spring or summer, uh, you know, about December 22nd. So right. The right. fighting the bear urges leave me by then. Whatever gets you uh, through the night. Well, that's that's how I look at it, man. Yeah. You know. I, Everybody has their own. Well, I hope that helps emailer Josh. Uh, to me, fighting the bear is uh, uh, what you do in the dark months. Mm-hmm. And then the more you pull out of it, the more daylight there is, the less need there is to uh, actually fight a bear. According to the Las Vegas Review Journal. That's their paper. Uh, this was published back in October of 2017. Uh, they were unable to finalize wrapping up all the necessary paperwork that was required to build Ooh. a $1.9 billion NFL-ready domed football stadium to relocate. mm mm-hmm. um, it looks like they're going to revisit that at some point this spring. So that uh, ballpark is not under construction? Uh, from the sounds of this article, it is not. What's the date of that article? Uh, October 1st, 2017. Huh. It well, looks like the, the renderings, anyway, that they have associated with this particular article, that the, the roof is very U.S. Bank-like, where it's glass. Yep. So you feel as if you're outdoors. So this is $1.9 billion. Yeah. Thing better have air conditioning. U.S. Bank Stadium was uh, <laughs> so supposedly 1.4 billion. Yeah, we already jumped half a billion. So, what What are they going to have? Three billion. What are they going to have that U.S. Bank Stadium doesn't have? Well, they're going to have casinos huh. inside of this. Well, thing. maybe that's the answer. I think better air conditioning. When we come they back, keep up. When we come back, mm. we have a groin kicking. Oh. Mr. Trayon White, uh, please step forward to have your groin kicked. He's a councilman in Washington, D.C., in the district, Democrat from Ward 8. 
who filmed himself driving in a snowstorm and then posted that film he took to Facebook. He did this Friday. You have to hear this, and then we'll uh, we'll make sure he gets kicked in the groin. You Man, it just started snowing out of nowhere this morning, man. Y'all better pay attention to this climate control, man. This climate manipulation. And D.C. keep talking about we're a resilient city. And that's a model based off the Rothschilds controlling the climate to create natural disasters. They can pay for it and own the cities, man. Be careful. That deserves this. (laughs) This is akin to Hank Johnson, a U.S. congressman, believing that Guam would tip over if if the army uh, put more troops there. How could it's not possible to elect somebody this stupid? Uh, in response to my social media post on Friday, as a leader, I work hard every day to combat racism and prejudices prejudices of all kinds. I want to apologize to the Jewish community and anyone I have offended. The Jewish community have been allies with me in my journey to help people. I did not intend to be anti-Semitic, and I see I should not have said that after learning from my colleagues. I have spoken to leaders and my friends at Jews United for Justice, and they are helping me to understand the history of uh, my troubled remarks. Of the Jews um, uh, controlling the climate? Mm-hmm. So here's a guy. Uh, it's uh, A light snow fell on the district for a short time Friday. White posted the video, uh, and he, uh, uh, he then discussed it with uh, D.C. Councilmember Breanne Nadeau, Democrat Ward 1. This is all according to WTOP, uh, which is a Hubbard Broadcasting Station mm. in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, White discussed uh, the video uh, with her Sunday, Treyon White. Uh, I believe he is being truthful when he says he didn't realize what his statement implied, said Nadu. It is my sincere hope that my colleague has learned from this experience. Yeah. Okay. By apologizing for this, play it again, and then kick him again. Man, it just started snowing out of nowhere this morning, man. Y'all better pay attention to this climate control, man. This climate manipulation. And D.C. keep talking about we're a resilient city. And that's a model based off the Rothschilds controlling the climate to create natural disasters. They can pay for it and own the cities, man. Be careful. That deserves this. The Rothschild family is a wealthy family of bankers from Europe who have been the subject of many conspiracy theories uh, stemming from anti-Semitic prejudice that alleges they are manipulating world events to their advantage. Uh, The Washington Post said they reached out to White for clarification, to which he wrote, the video says what it says. I did not intend to be anti-Semitic, and I see I should not have said that after learning from my colleagues. Uh, I have spoke. Okay, okay. Here, he... Do you see what what he's done here? There was a way out of this for him. Not that I not that I think he should be excused for his ignorance, right. but there was a way out of this for him. And because he didn't take it, it confirms that he is completely stupid. How, what was his way out? He should have said I was doing a bit. 
everybody knows that nobody can control right. the climate. I was doing a bit. This is the kind of stuff I hear all the time on the street, and I wanted people to know how stupid it sounded. He could have done something like oh. that and saved himself. But he's so stupid, he didn't even know what he was saying would be problematic. Not to mention, he's stupid because he believes a human family can control the climate. And he holds a city council position in the District of Columbia. That would be a pretty powerful family, wouldn't it? Let's uh, let's go no. nor'easter on the uh, uh, new uh, New York and Boston. And uh, but do you see how he's? There's yeah. two things wrong here. One, he's too stupid to know that he he was suggesting that Jews control the climate. And secondly, he's so stupid. He thinks it's plausible that somebody can control the climate. Right. You have to come back with, come on. That's outrageous. Are you, I'm just playing right now. This is what social media does. We're having fun. But that's how dumb he is. How do you get to, how do you even function in life being that stupid? Who voted for him? Who votes for Hank Johnson? He's still in office. He thought Guam would tip over. Uh, do you have Hank Johnson? Uh, I can have it quick. I well, because quick that, that preceded, uh, <laughs> he needs to be kicked in the groin. We'll have a twofer today. going to tip over. Yeah, he thought Guam would tip over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, It was a couple years ago. Yeah. Yep. I, got her. Uh, I suppose the colonel or somebody had to appear before him, and it was all that guy could do to... <sighs> Not- my, my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and, uh, and capsize. <laughs> and for I'll that, line him up for a kick, and please. For that, that deserves this. Oh, ouch. Oh, he tipped over. Well, and there again, there again, he wasn't smart enough. To say, hey, I'm having fun with you guys. Uh, islands don't tip over no matter where you stand. Right, right, right. I, I, it's it's shocking. It's shocking that we have these are two examples of elected officials with degrees of stupidity that are beyond comprehension. How do you get to a point in your life where you think an island can tip over? How do you get to a point in your life where you think a family can control? Plus, I don't even get what he means. He said, here, I'll, I'll read it to you. It just started snowing out of nowhere this morning. Y'all better pay attention to this climate control. It's climate manipulation, and D.C. keep talking about we are a resilient city, and that's a model based off the Rothschilds controlling the climate to create natural disasters they can pay for to own the cities, man. Be careful. That Natural even, disasters what, that, that they can make pay sense. for. To what, how, how are the Rothschild? Let's let's go with Trayon White for a moment. Let's get in his head. Jump in. Come on okay. in. Lot he, of th- room. he thinks the Rothschilds control the climate. What yeah. do the Rothschilds stand to benefit? See, I mean, I can't stay in his head. He's too stupid. What do the Rothschilds stand to benefit by bringing a natural disaster to a city that they would then pay for? What is it makes no sense. Uh, right. It doesn't you it doesn't uh there's no incentive. there's no there's nothing to to gain. That's what I'm that's what I'm driving at. Yeah. What what's in it for the Rothschilds? Yeah. 
Well, honest to God, we're we're in so much uh, trouble. Uh, Check this out. This island paused. You mean to tell me yeah. that if we put more troops on Guam, that Guam could capsize? And would it go? You know, would it go canoe style? I'm seeing the centerboard. I'm seeing the centerboard sticking up. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. Well. Okay. Well, that's what we're dealing with these days, huh? So Justin Trudeau, Trayon White, and uh, uh, retroactively. Hank Johnson have been groin kicked. This is all leading up to the groinies. Uh, we'll have our groinies award ceremony mm-hmm. at the end of uh, 2018. Right. We decided on the trophy. Yeah, uh, yeah I that's got a, a couple. That's, of, that's, that's a big a, shoe. Well, you still have else. the you still have the Trudeau audio because remember you have to save groiny audios. To also look into the policies that religious charitable organizations have in our legislation so that it can also be changed because maternal love is the love that's going to change the future of mankind. So we'd like you to look uh, we, we like to say people kind, not necessarily mankind, because uh, yeah. it's more inclusive. There we go, exactly. <laughs> yes, Kick him thank in you. the groin We can again. all learn from each other. <laughs> that deserves this. Ouch! Ooh, that's that not hurt. good. All right, keep keep all groiny. Oh yeah, we're not. They're not. Keep they're going nowhere. Keep all groiny audio. You should have Trudeau, Hank, and Treyon. Yes, you got to keep them in a special place for the groinies when we, uh, you know, unfurl the red carpet in late December <laughs> and have the groiny awards. I can't wait for that. I bet we'll have a good buffet, Matt. It's not always about food. Oh, Is John Height ready? Yes. My qu- Commencing Garage Logic Segment Number Three. Thank you, Joe. It's cloudy and 40 degrees. This update brought to you by Robert W. Baird and Company. The Vikings will open the season on the road against the defending Super Bowl champion Eagles, according to a report from Howard Eskin. He's a sideline reporter who covers Philadelphia. 0-1. Sports Illustrated also reported the matchup. The official NFL schedule, of course, has not yet been You're right. released. Eagles are going to be 0-1 after that game. Uh-huh. Yep. I doubt it. Uh, the women's golfer season is over. They were defeated in the Aren't second. Aren't you two a couple of pessimists? Mm-hmm. I'm not Did a pessimist. you watch the NFC Championship game? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, okay. I'm an optimist, Joe. Vikings lose. That's cause for optimism, not pessimism. Just a minute, John. <laughs> okay. Eric? Hey, Joe. Hi. Uh, Hank Johnson was also the one that uh, had some sort of bill about helium and from the floor said... Now, imagine a world in which comedians could not do funny voices. <laughs> well, we'll look that and up. To that, oh, I, I think don't. we all need to say, good luck. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> look that up, Reeves. Helium. Hank Johnson, helium. Oh, my God. Women go for a season is over. They lost in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Oregon defeating them 101 to 73. Carly Wagner led the Gophers with 20 points last night. Oregon's 101 points were the most the Gophers gave up all year. Oh my God. Minnesota's 24 wins this season were its most in 13 <laughs> seasons. 
apparently found it. He's right. Well, I'll uh, I'll be sending this over well, to no, Rook. Well, no, make sure we can play it in the next segment. Okay. Yeah, get it to Rook. Looks like it's about Aprilish of 2013. All right. <laughs> Ori Polanco says he learned he'd failed a steroid test a month ago. He says now he's ready to take the consequences. He had a four-minute meeting with reporters this morning to talk about the test. Polanco's been suspended by MLB without pay for 80 games, declined to elaborate on any details about how Stanazolol showed up in his drug test, although he said, quote, I know how everything happened. He said in a statement issued by agent Ulysses Cabrera yesterday, he was given what he thought was vitamin B12, an iron supplement by a personal trainer in the Dominican, but apparently it was tainted by the steroid. Ah. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so he's taking full responsibility, but, <laughs> but he's not taking full responsibility. That's correct, yes. Uh-huh. Twins Chief Baseball Officer Derek Falvey said he was not aware of Polanco's positive test until he met with the shortstop and manager Paul Molitor on a Sunday morning. Was he going to start the season at shortstop? Oh, oh yeah. heavens, yes. yes. Now who will? It'll depend on whether or not Miguel Sano is suspended for his uh, situation, but whoever the cheap pole ads bring in. Well, it most likely will be Eduardo Escobar, unless Escobar has to play third base. And then in that case, you'd have Eri Adrianz as your starting shortstop. Well, he's still got Ibar, too, though, who's having a great spring. As I said, uh, <laughs> he's having a great spring. He's fine. But used to be a fine shortstop. He, he is. He's, he's a guy. He used to be. He's older now. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Aren't we all? <laughs> News notes from today, anglers and resort owners on Mille Lacs Lake face a third consecutive catch-and-release-only season for walleyes. The DNR said today that maintaining the restriction for the open water season that opens May 12th will let it keep the lake open to walleye fishing all year instead of closing it midway as it had to do last summer. Mille Lacs walleye population has undergone a long-term decline that's coincided with changes in the lake, including more invasive species and a decline in forage species. But DNR Fisheries Chief Don Pereira says the lake's walleye spawning stock has increased significantly and it can support more walleye fishing in 2018 as long as a catch-and-release rule is in place. The DNR allowed ice anglers to keep some walleyes this past winter. Joe, you were uh, curious where the video uh, on the GL page, 1500ESPN.com, was taken of the, uh, the the guy stumbling to get home on the icy street. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Tim, the icy street cam video was taken a few days ago in the Idyllic region of Dorset on the south coast of England. I'll be darned. Hmm. So there you have it. Mm-hmm. Hennepin County Medical Examiners identified the man killed in a northeast Minneapolis house fire Saturday. Released from the medical examiner's office as 63-year-old Thomas Edward Nowak died as a result of injuries sustained in the fire in the 1100 block of 23rd Avenue Northeast. Fire Department reported the fire occurred about 6.15 in the evening. Crews located Nowak on the second floor of the building were able to bring him out. He was transported to Hennepin County Medical Center, where he was later pronounced dead. President Trump has decided to hire the longtime Washington lawyer Joseph E. DiGenova, who's pushed the theory on television that the president was framed by the FBI and Justice Department. And Mr. DiGenova is not expected to take a lead role, but will instead serve as a more aggressive player on the president's legal team, according to sources. The president broke over the weekend from longstanding advice of his lawyers that he refrained from directly attacking special counsel Robert S. Mueller. The hire has not been announced officially. The lawyer has endorsed the notion that a secretive group of FBI agents concocted the Russian investigation as a way to keep the president from becoming president. How come we don't rip Trump enough? That's what the emailers are telling me. I shouldn't right. go after Treyon White. I should go after Trump. Hey, no. right, what's going on with you? You want soft on us? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Austin's police chief says officers have completed a sweep of the neighborhood where the latest in a string of bombings occurred and deemed it safe. But he's also asking those who live there to remain indoors until 2 this afternoon. Police Chief Brian Manley said at a news conference, although officers didn't find anything suspicious while canvassing the southwestern Austin residential neighborhood of Travis Country, investigators are still collecting evidence. Authorities say that although last night's bombing differed from three earlier ones this month, they think they were the work of a serial bomber. The two men received significant injuries in yesterday's attack. It apparently involved a bomb placed alongside a fence and a tripwire that the men triggered while walking their bikes between the fence and a street. The first three attacks used package bombs left on people's doorsteps. Those attacks killed two people and injured two others. The Austin police are begging this uh, uh, evil person mm-hmm. to call them. Uh, I, I suspect that what what are they playing? They're they're hoping that his ego will uh, compel him to give them a call. I would assume yes, because they're dying to know. They want to talk to him. They mm-hmm. want to say, "What? Are you, why are you doing this? You think he's going to call?" I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, there's a lot of, du- as you proved today, there's a lot of dumb people out there. Yes, there are. Motivated by whatever. <laughs> a former ferry captain who helped evacuate hundreds of people from Manhattan after the September 11th terror attacks has died. Thomas Phelan was 45 and he had cancer. Family and friends told the New York Daily News they believe Phelan got cancer from toxic fumes at Ground Zero. He was a Statue of Liberty ferry captain in 2001. He helped evacuate lower Manhattan, ferried rescue workers and supplies. Two years after the attacks, he became a firefighter assigned to a Marine unit on Staten Island. Scientific evidence leaking the attacks to cancer is still unsettled. Researchers studying illnesses among people exposed to the 9-11 dust cloud have found an unusual number of deaths from brain malignancies and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, but fewer deaths than expected from other types of cancers. The Uniformed Firefighters Association of Greater New York says more than 170 firefighters have died as a result of illnesses related to the World Trade Center attacks. Corner stores in New York City are reportedly running out of everything that Frito-Lay makes. Things like Doritos, Cheetos, Fritos, Lay's and Ruffle chips, Cracker Jacks, Grandma's Cookies, Rolled Gold Pretzels, Cheerios. Uh, The reason? Uh, The company apparently cut the pay of its delivery drivers by as much as a third in New York City, and a lot of them quit. The Post reports that Frito-Lay has tried spreading remaining drivers through New York as evenly as it can, but bodega owners say that in some cases they haven't seen a Cheetos bag in three months. Whoa! One operator told the paper, I call the distribution center and nobody will pick up. Another man who owns 33 gourmet delis in Midtown says he's fed up at this point and will be done with the company. According to the New York Post, 35 of 140 drivers quit Frito-Lay's Brooklyn Depot and 12 of 105 have quit in the Bronx. The pay change affects drivers nationwide and apparently consisted of swapping a more salary-driven structure for a commission-based system in which some drivers in bodega-dense urban cores reportedly used to make almost six figures. The company argues the drivers around the U.S. have seen an increase in overall compensation on average. That calculation includes the ones in Wyoming, though, where it's 50 miles to the next truck stop. Some drivers say they're now doing freelance delivery for Amazon or driving for Uber on the weekends. Police say a 19-year-old Indiana man took a cab to and from a bank robbery and that he paid the driver with some of the stolen cash from the bank. It had red ink and exploded all <laughs> Did over the place. Did he tip? Did he give him a nice tip? <laughs> Derek Faria was arrested less than an hour after last Thursday's robbery of a fifth third bank branch in Evansville, Indiana. The Evansville Courier and Press reports that Faria reportedly passed a teller a note demanding money, didn't show a weapon, 
Faria is being held at the Vandenberg County Jail on preliminary charges of robbery and possession of drug paraphernalia. Uh, he hasn't been charged as of this morning, although he is still being held in jail. They say they do have the cab driver as a witness to say he had a large amount of money that he paid him with. Does the cab guy have to give that back, or is he? Uh, does he get to keep well, that money, I, or is I that know. maybe that's blood money? Do you want uh, Nicole Mitchell to join us for the weather? I think so. All right. stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Here's Nicole Mitchell in the Channel 5 Weather Center. Hey guys. So we've got 40 degrees and cloudy skies right now. And, uh, you know, tomorrow, first day of spring, hails in at 11.15 a.m., Winter is not quite done with us. So overnight tonight, we'll see about 24 degrees, but 4 or 5 in the morning is most likely snow starting, and it lingers with us through the day right up until about the evening rush hour. Not looking at a lot, maybe a half inch up to an inch, but yes, we are going to get some snow for the first day of spring. Temperatures will be in the 30s with that, lower 30s. And then for Wednesday, Thursday, we get back into the 40s, but then Friday again, more of a chance for rain, but Friday night into Saturday morning could be cold enough to give us a little bit of snow mixed in with that as well. So uh, I guess spring is coming in with a bang. Now, I know you like your records. Today's record high, wouldn't this be nice? 79 degrees from 2012. Okay. And the record low, minus 15, 1875 is when that was set. All right, thank you. Wait a minute, though. Before you go, uh, do you, you sound great, but do you have a little cold? Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's like the plague hit my house. That's okay. I, and I don't usually get sick, but yes, I'm not sounding perfect No, right it's now. very pleasant. It's very, you know, when, when guys get a cold, they start sounding like Barry White. You, you, <laughs> you don't sound like Barry, but you kind of have that Kathleen Turner thing going, so... Yeah, so I'll go, I'll go with that, the sexy voice. All right, there not we go, all right. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Nicole. You got the helium thing? Uh, I do have the helium I, thing. I'm, I, if I've heard this, I've forgotten about it. All right, here we go. I'm relieved that... And I'm, and I'm sure that uh, the American people are relieved as well that Congress is finally going to do something about one of the most pressing issues of the day. That is, uh, we've got to ensure access to helium for all. Surely those harmed by sequestration and those harmed by the Republican failure to appoint budget conferees Appreciate the House spending two full legislative days on this most critical issue. The American people certainly understand the fact that 48 hours of this, house, of this House's precious time was necessary to pass such a non-controversial bill. I'm pleased to support this bill, which shows that this Tea Party Congress will make the tough choice to keep children's birthday parties on schedule and give industries that rely on helium the lift that they deserve. Imagine, Mr. Speaker, a world without balloons. Okay. Wait, wait. How can we make sure that the injustice of there being no helium for comedians to get that high-pitched voice that we all 
hold near and dear to our hearts. Oh my God! Okay, imagine a world that's enough without that, balloons. That's enough. That's enough. He doesn't get that. No, 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 no. He doesn't get a groin kicking for that. Well, I think just for wasting. In time. fact, somebody that who has that wherewithal to be so ironic. He, in other words, he's saying we're really wasting our time on helium. He was playing. He was doing a bit. Uh, now, how he could? I don't think he was doing a bit about the island tipping over. I don't either. But that clearly was a, a shot at his brothers and sisters in Congress for wasting time on whatever the hell that helium deal was. I don't know what that was about. Meanwhile, he's wasting time wondering if Guam's going to tip on its side. Yeah, but that that what he just did right there suggests to me, now I have to give it pause. Check this out. Yeah. Lay it down. Do you think he was doing a bit about the island? He clearly was, he clearly was uh, on top of this. No, I, I don't. I think the island. He was very serious, and the admiral or, or whoever he had that what he was, he was um, uh, talking to. Uh, it was a very serious um, discussion. Right. This helium thing. He 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 gives himself away fifteen times, and he's clearly repulsed by the uh, the the amount of time such something so trivial was taking. And so he he doesn't get a groin kick for that. He's Imagine very clever a world. there. Imagine a world without balloons. Well, yeah, and he's being funny. Uh, he, no, no, he's doing a bit there. There's uh, no every no. You're wrong, Reavers. Uh, every fiber of my being says he's doing a bit there. He said, "Imagine a world without balloons and comedians not being able to change their voices." Uh, and what he was doing was chastising. He was admonishing his uh, his lodge for taking up something so trivial. That's what he was doing there. Gotcha. Yeah. Where do our sensibilities lie? On uh, which subject? Have you heard of a comedian named uh, Hannibal Buress? Neither have I. Apparently, he's best known for his persistent routines about the sexual assault allegations against Bill Cosby. Uh, according to attendees, uh, Buress uh, began his set at Loyola University, Chicago, uh, by revealing a set of guidelines the school had given him prior to the show. According, uh, in the email from the school, Barres stated he was asked to ref, uh, refrain from content about rape, sexual assault, race, sexual orientation, gender, illegal drugs, or the use of. So what did he do? He promptly made a joke about the Catholic Church's history of child molestation. Hmm. So they shut off his mic. And then I can't even... Uh, I can't even read. What happened blank, next? blank old people, Barres said, referring to the school's letter, which he had projected onto a screen on stage. Y'all bleep kids, right? Barres said before the mic cut out. Uh, the crowd reportedly booed, but then quieted so Barres could be heard without a mic. However, the program organizers then turned the background music up very loud so he could not be heard, and Barres walked off stage, apparently to come back 15 minutes later. Um, what is that? Well, he didn't have to... It, he's going to claim he's being censored. No, no, he wasn't. You didn't have to take the gig at Loyola. This, if you did and you accepted it, you accepted it under their terms. And they said, here are some things we don't want you to, to discuss. Right. Well, he, so he promptly does. Well, the hell with them. You violated our agreement. Boom, you're done. Virtually every other university in the country, he could have done his his uh, stand up without any uh, without anybody in administration uh, daring to uh, 
to give them a few topics they wanted uh, uh, off off limits. But here's Loyola. Uh, yeah, why did he take the gig? And then it, and they gave this email to him before the gig, so he he could have said, "No, I'm not. I'm not adhering to your request. I'll see you later." So he took their money. Huh. Well, then you don't get to you don't get to do what they ask you not to do. That's called an agreement, a contract. Uh, Bress made several references to the debacle during the rest of his set. There were content restrictions that were put with this gig, Bress said, which I agreed to. But today I was like, no, bleep that. So again, he already agreed to that. Uh, then he chose to break the. Imagine that he said a grown out of touch person trying to police what goes on what goes into your ears and brain. Well, I'm not so sure the school was trying to police what was going into the students' ears and brains. The school was trying to keep a sense of decorum mm-hmm. about certain topics that they're obviously touchy about, and he violated their agreement. So uh my sensibility is I have no sympathy for the guy. All right. The end of the world as we know it, the heat is fine. Joe Sushan. For a long time, I was in love. Total, total nipple base. Not only in love, I was obsessed. I don't like this uh, bomber in Austin. That's not a, I'm not on much of a limb there, am I? You're not. What the hell is going on? Feelings are shared by many. Uh... That whole city is now living in fear. Yeah, you don't know what to look for. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. Uh, are the Twins playing today, Reeves? Uh, yes. They were up 4-2 to two over the Pirates. Tiger had another good weekend. He's getting closer to a victory. 6-5 to uh, five now. 6-5, to five, Twins are up. Okay. McElroy, uh got back on the winning track. Boy, he I, hasn't been heard from in a long time. I was watching it yesterday and I thought Tiger was going to come back. Yeah, and he, he was only kinda, a shot off the lead until yeah, he I hit know. it out of bounds. I know. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. We're calling it uh, what? 40 degrees. We'll be back in a moment. Say, I know uh, the weather's